0: next week we're getting another spider-man film and I am very excited because spider-man is my favorite superhero he's so relatable so funny so charismatic and very spectacular he also has a lot of films that I'm gonna get through them if you have any other thoughts about these films please feel free to call in I really want to hear them. so let's start off with Sam Raimi's 2002 classic spider-man so before 2002 basically all comic book movies were seen as a joke. They were too weird, silly, not good, but then Sam Raimi came along, and the best part about Sam Raimi is he knows how to balance comedy and seriousness, and that shows in Spider-Man because it's awesome. If you look at the cast, Tobey Maguire is actually a pretty good Peter Parker, though he's not a very good Spider-Man, and I feel like the costume is a little too how do he make that? Stuff like that. And although his costume isn't that good, Willem Dafoe he has an amazing performance as the Green Goblin. And really, it's just such a fun ride. It's just so fun. I like a lot of the comic book stuff, and it's just, it's just, I like some of the cinematography. I like the long panning shots of Spider-Man flying through the city. But if I were to say anything negative about it, it is a little dated. And it made me laugh unintentionally a couple times. But Sam Raimi fixed that in the next film, which I'll get to.
1: Hey, I just wanted to call in to say that I completely agree, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero as well, and I was just wondering, I have a question for you. Which out of the three Spider-Man portrayals that we've gotten do you think is your favorite? Uh, so far from what I've seen, I have to say I think Tom Holland is the best. Uh, let's just go through the list. Tobey Maguire, I felt he was a bit too much of the like stereotypical nerd. And his Spider-Man was never like... When he was Spider-Man, he ne- never felt as confident as he was supposed to be. Andrew Garfield, however, I felt was too confident, but I did like the modernization of his Peter Parker. He was more of an, like, socially awkward outcast, but Tom Holland, he has the jokes, and he also has the awkward, nerdy teenager. I mean, I would know from experience, because, uh, well.
0: Well, Jude, if I were to look at all three portrayals of Spider Man, again, Tobey Maguire, I think. He's nerdy in all the right places, but I don't think he's good enough as Spider-Man. And if I look at Andrew, I don't think he's nerdy enough to be Peter Parker, but he's confident enough to be Spider-Man. And I feel what we've seen in Civil War and what's going to happen in Homecoming, I feel Tom Holland is the perfect blend of those two. So I guess I'm going to have to say Tom Holland. Yeah, he's the best portrayal of Spider-Man. After Spider-Man 1, fans wanted a Spider-Man 2, and boy did Sam Raimi deliver. In fact, I think he delivered my favorite superhero film. Not comic book film, that belongs to Scott Pilgrim, but definitely my favorite superhero film because it just embraces everything that the comic stood for. Peter Parker's late to everything because he's Spider-Man, he's losing his friendships because he's Spider-Man, and at the end of the day, the only person he can go to is his aunt. Also, it takes a lot of stuff that are bad in the first one, makes it better. It's no longer dated, which is great, and the acting got so much better. Tobey Maguire, although still, he's not the perfect Spider-Man, he got a lot better in this one. And just Kirsten Dunst, Dave Franco, everyone just got better. Also, Alfred Molina, he's the perfect sympathetic villain. He's just the perfect sympathetic villain, that's all I can say about him. He's, he's so well acted, so well written. I just love him. The VFX also are fantastic. Again, it won the Oscar for it in 2003, I think. No, no, 2005. I can't get date right. Dates right. Also, the train scene, I think, is the pinnacle of a lot of movies. It's just so well done. It's well shot. In the ending, though, people make fun of Tobey Maguire's face in that scene, but it's so powerful. And yeah. Sucks that the studio wanted to take over for the third one. Honestly, I don't think Spider Man 3 is that bad. Like, it's competent. A solid, like, 6 out of 10, maybe. But it's just disappointing. Especially off the back of Spider Man 2. It's the studio, Sony wanted to get involved, but Sam Raimi wanted to do his vision, and it just became sort of a mess. Not an, a big mess, it's just. Disappointing. I feel like they could have totally just made Harry Osborn Venom, and it would have fixed most of the movie But yeah, Sandman's pretty good. The acting's pretty good. Some s- plot lines are pretty stupid, but it's just Just disappointing. I mean we can only go downhill from here, right? Right But we didn't go downhill immediately I like The Amazing Spider-Man quite a bit. It's on par, if not just a little worse than Spider-Man 3. I mean, the story isn't that good. The writing is alright. The directing doesn't really feel inspired. But the acting is very good. It's it's very, very good. Mark Webb is a good acting director. Except for when he made The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but we'll get to that. Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone's chemistry is fantastic. And the acting just keeps you entertained throughout the whole film. I liked the Spider-Man costume quite a bit. I liked how they needed to change it so they just made it feel feel homemade. And it also has a classic sense to it. The web-swinging scenes, I liked how you could just stay closer to Spider-Man so you feel in the city. But, I don't really understand all the hate for the film, I mean, at least it's not The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And speaking of The Amazing Spider-Man 2... (sighs) So, like Spider-Man 3, Sony wanted to get involved with the project. They wanted to set up a Spider-Man cinematic universe. I'll tell you how well that went. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is just, it's nothing. It's just nothing. The story is just overstuffed and terrible. The script is not that good. And the characters don't really have any arcs. And when you don't have those three things, then you gotta count on the director to make you entertained. But like I said before, Mark Webb isn't that inspired. So yeah, this movie's basically terrible. It's the worst Spider-Man movie, no doubt about it. It just makes me sad, kind of, because a year before it came out, I drew a picture of Spider-Man with a lightning bolt behind him. And then the day it came out, I took a picture of him, that picture, I mean, and posted it on Instagram. It's like the nerdiest thing ever, but you know. And as a kid, I liked it quite a bit. But watching it again, Not that good at all but yeah I'm finally done with all the spider-man movies um this was tough this was these are a lot of movies guys you don't even know so I guess I should take this time to talk about why I love spider-man so much but I already did that in the spider-man 2 review so I guess I should just rank these movies okay so number one spider-man 2 we all know that number two spider-man and number three and number four are tied it's The Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man 3. And the, the number 5, the worst Spider-Man movie, possibly one of the worst movies I've ever seen, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So yeah, Spider-Man can be really good, and he seems to be that in the MCU right now, which is great. And I really can't wait to see how what they do with him, because again, spider mans my favorite superhero. He just instills so much hope for, especially for me being a teenager. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to end all these Spider-Man stuff for now because I'm tired of talking to Spider-Man because of the amazing Spider-Man 2, but yeah, that's it. Hello, the wind. Mother Nature's crazy. You want me to review the Dan Poole independent movie, The Spider-Man The Goblin's Last Stand? No! Fine. It's dated, but it's super enjoyable. I definitely recommend it. I am done. Goodbye.